Welcome to Expand Storytelling. I'm Chelsea Bay, and I'm passionate about seeing the magic that's right in front of me and inspiring others to see and feel it too. Expand is a storytelling event featuring individuals who choose to live for their everyday, how they came to find the little things that make them come alive, and how they continue to expand their being from right here. Expand over contract, now over someday, love over fear, joy over success, never arriving, always expanding. Tim Poulian loves life to the fullest every damn day. He's a leader, an entrepreneur, community creator, and adventurer. He is the CEO of Keen Technical Solutions and is constantly creating new ventures, cultivating ideas, and always on a bike, skis, or boots in the woods. A force for good and a ball of energy. Here's Tim's story from the March 2023 event in Traverse City, Michigan. I have a confession to make. Um, I've never been a storyteller before, so (laughs) I told a friend on the way in that like having a story and and even writing it down in this book doesn't really make me a storyteller, but maybe practice will. And so tonight I'm going to tell my first story and, (laughs) and maybe someday with practice and uh, the bravery to keep trying, uh, I'll become one. So, so I grew up on the banks of the Asabo River. And uh, it was a pretty rural area, and it provided a lot of freedom for me to roam and explore. And it's probably what sparked my love for nature and the outdoors. It was just me and my mom and my dad. And really, for most of what I remember, it was just my mother and I. Um, I lost my dad when I was eight. And when I look back, I don't really recall any struggles, but I do remember that we didn't have a car, and my mom didn't drive, and we lived in the middle of the woods without a store nearby. So it must have been challenging at times. (laughs) I also remember keeping the fire stoked, and I learned that at a pretty young age as well. Our little home didn't have a furnace, It just had a wood stove and some electric space heaters. It never seemed like a big deal, though. Somehow, we'd always get to where we needed to go. We'd always have food in the fridge and heat in the house. And it's funny because I'm not really even sure how some of this has anything specifically to do with my story. But I felt like I had to write it down because I've never stopped and thought about any of this before. I don't take time to stop and reflect very often, or really ever, so preparing for this has been pretty difficult. Thinking about why I'm here, and what I'm doing, and wondering what makes me this way, kind of perpetually stuck in the moment. (laughs) Did I choose it? Is it a symptom of my environment? Or was there maybe some single climatic event that caused this. And so I thought, and I reflected, and I thought some more. And while losing my dad sounds like a big one, I was pretty young and, and really I didn't know any different. For the most part, I still remember just a happy childhood with health and safety and love. And now that I'm older and a father myself, I really mourn his death more for the moments that he's missed out on than ones that I did. But something makes me wake up every day believing that anything is possible and that everything will be okay. And looking back, I just couldn't put a finger on it. 
Was it a struggle I endured or a lesson I learned? What created this? I do remember a lot of good times and <laughs> a pretty amazing cast of characters with an appetite for excitement. But that's part of this reflection, was looking back to realize that maybe there was no pivotal moment or there was no roadmap of small steps to take or no clear route that I could recreate to get here again. It's like all of it matters as much as none of it does. And so I've just continued to hone this gift for living in the moment. And as great as it can be, it definitely has come with some challenges along the way. When I was growing up, it made school pretty difficult. It was fun, and I was always happy to be there. But by the time I made it through high school, I was lucky to escape with a D average. Um, although I did have the record for most detentions. <laughs> uh, so it also had led me to some uh, impulse control issues. And well, it still does sometimes but they're less risky and offensive than they used to be. <laughs> and it was one of them that brought me here. I went off to college after high school, a place where I probably had no business being, but I was able to sneak in with an ACT score, luckily, because my GPA was not all that good. Um, I was able to make it through a few semesters and then I was uh, expelled. There was some, an accidental fire in the toilet which is a whole story unto itself. And, uh, and that's when I decided to move to Traverse City. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I wanted, but I came to chase moments and experiences, and I was immediately taken by the culture and the community. People who seemed genuinely invested in the success of one another. And so many people up for anything all the time. And so I settled in working and playing and building skills and living in the now. But I still wanted more. I wanted more time for the things that I found fulfilling. And I started to learn that it didn't have to mean that I really needed more free time. That I could take these bigger tasks, these things in my job and in my life, and I could break them down. I could break them down into moments and then I could choose the feedback that I got from them. And I could focus on the parts that made me better and that were enriching. And over time, the number of things that could bring me joy grew. And I could view more and more of these tasks as part of the experience I wanted to create, not just obstacles that were getting in the way. So doing things I like and that help me grow are definitely fulfilling. But sharing them with others is even better. And I remember at one point thinking to myself, how do I keep more of the people around me ready to accomplish anything and ready for the moments? And that's when the idea for Keen was born. It was 16 years ago, sitting above us. We were brainstorming ideas for a business in clean energy and sustainability. And I knew I wanted to have a positive impact on the environment. And I wanted to help people lighten their footprint on our natural resources. But there was more to it than that. Key needed to be a place where anything is possible and everything will be okay. And that's what it's become today. I'm constantly amazed and actually astonished by the spirit and the strength of the team, by the beliefs that they have in each other and in themselves and in the things that they accomplish. 
And I have that belief in them too. And that's where I found the magic. It's not in just believing that anything is possible for myself, but it's in believing that anything is possible for everyone. And the work we do together and the time we spend together is fulfilling. I remember when we named the business, we called it Keen because we thought it was a keen idea, but, <laughs> but we really all just call it Awesome Land now. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I get to be part of it. <clears throat> for the opportunity it provides and for the faith and confidence for me to truly seize the moments. I've always had like this crazy imagination and well, it can work pretty well for living in the moment. Um, but I always wanted to create from it. And I can't put notes into music or lines and colors into art. But I found that I can create. And that creation happens in the moment. And so I started letting this imagination compose my relationships and experiences. To create emotional engagement and growth and getting together with people. To be stoked. And to grow. And to get better. For ourselves and for one another. And this has become Awesome Land. And it's a beautiful composition. And it's a great foundation of family and friends that act as a launch pad for all sorts of other awesomeness. And nothing feels better than sharing that sensation and moving it out to a bigger community and sharing experiences where anything can be possible and where everyone can leave better than they arrived. I love to share all sorts of them. And some that come to mind DCTC, uh, the day we groomed the bay around Power Island when it froze, the Berry Bus, the Lake Jump Party. There's so many of them, <laughs> and they're all so fun. Uh, and they're all their own story, and some of them are ongoing sagas. Um, but today, I'm going to tell you about one called Chicken Legs. And I don't know if you've ever had a chicken leg from Potter's, but it's a pretty amazing donut. It's not just some drumstick-shaped donut. It's like deep-fried coconut goodness. <laughs> and it's not just a donut because it's part of an experience. It's Chicken Leg Friday. First off, these donuts are so good. And you can only get them on Friday. And you better get there early because they usually sell out. And I'm always there early. <laughs> But for me, chicken leg got started earlier in the week because it involves also planning some sort of action and adventure to go with the chicken legs. I mean, it's a donut so good that it needs an activity to go with it. <laughs> so it's usually biking, but sometimes it's skiing or paddling. And I'll watch the weather and the wind and the trail conditions. In a few days out, I'll start sending some texts for feelers, thinking about what will get the most people together and what will create the best energy because I know the more that they get out of it, the more that I will. So whatever the activity, though, there's typically a decent degree of difficulty. And sometimes there's even some danger. Like I remember one, Chicken Lake Friday, bike the Boardman River Trail, paddle the river back. Sounds pretty harmless. <laughs> the morning starts with me picking up the chicken legs. Coordinating a shuttle for the trail and trailer for the boards and gear to meet up with us later. Many Fridays are pretty simple, but sometimes it's fun to plan a little more complex mission. 
So we meet at the commons and we have some coffee and we eat the chicken legs. And we head out on City Loop, which not a lot of people know, but we have our own like urban single track connector to the Boardman River Trail. It's called City Loop. It's pretty awesome. And uh, right out of the lot and into the forest with the pace immediately intensifying. I have a phrase for that. I call it hot out the lot. And <laughs> there's a reason for it. It's you got to give people a taste of what they're in store for. Like you want them to know it's going to be bad, but you can't make it so hard that they quit. <laughs> you got to save the worst for when we've come way too far for anyone to turn around. Eventually, though, and that happens every Chicken Lake Friday and almost everything we do together, honestly, <laughs> but eventually the pace settles in and it creates this rhythm. And it's a rhythm that I live for, where I'm less aware of my individual senses and more into the feeling of them being merged together into one experience, into the moment, and I'm locked into it, and I'm locked into myself. But I can also feel that I'm simultaneously locked into it with everyone else. And the ride rolls out the river trail toward the Keystone Rapids parking lot. A couple of wonderful hours in the forest on our bikes, and now it's time to paddle. Now, on this day, I wouldn't consider any of us expert paddlers, and some of us probably not even amateur hobbyists. But for some reason, it seemed to make sense to start our paddle at Keystone Rapids. <laughs> on the bike, although it can be tough at times and come with effort and difficulty, I feel like a mastery over its rhythm. And I can focus on that. It creates this type of flow state for me. And in it, I can find peace and meditation. But as we hop on these boards and we head into the rapids, it's a different kind of sensation. <laughs> Slightly terrifying, but still somewhat satisfying. It's called fear state. And while it's flow state that brings me peace, I actually look for this fear state because it's the place where I usually find growth. So every time I fell off, I was able to get back on. And knowing that anything is possible and everything will be OK, we did all come to make it back and return more stoked than when we started. And for me, that fear state, um, it explains a lot of kind of what preparing for this was like for me. You know, the process of this on the bike, in the forest, through movement. I can learn to find this feeling of flow state. And more recently, I've worked on trying to access that even through meditation. And I still try to stay brave enough sometimes to access my fear state as well. And usually that is also through some sort of movements or actions out in nature. But this process, of having to stop and reflect has been scary and new and something I'm not good at and something I've never done before. It was like accessing fear state just by having to stop and think and look back and reflect. And so while living in the moment might be my jam, I think I've learned that I definitely need to make more room for this in my life. And I'm grateful that you were all part of my experience and for helping me to grow and learn in this moment tonight.